Elijah Muhammad is the exalted and risen Christ. Is their standard bearer, their servant, their divine warner. And if you follow him in his work, he matches right up with the title in the scripture called Messiah. So in their names, I greet all of you with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this edition of Spotlight on Truth. Today's date, February the 6th, 2021. Time is moving fast, brothers and sisters, and we have to keep up with that time by following the dictates of divine guidance. The Spotlight on Truth is, uh, the objective is to bring information on topics to our community, to our people, to bring light to an understanding to subject matter that has um, um, been in question with our people or people that have issues with some of the things that affect us as a society and as a people. When we look at the vast teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, as taught by the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan, we can see that there are many things that are eye-opening uh, that he has brought to us. And just as a personal uh, testimony, I got to say that he saved me twice. He saved me in 1972 when I stood up on the teaching. This was at Manual Arts High School in Los Angeles, California in August of 1972. The nation fell. I went back to the grave. He woke me up again and I began to function to help him in his work in 1979 in Los Angeles, California. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And I just have to bear witness to the efficacy, the efficacy of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's teaching, his word and his work. So this edition of the Spotlight on Truth to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Our first guest is a brother who is Ilya Rashad Muhammad. He's a public educator, an author, and student minister in the Nation of Islam, where he serves on the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's research team. He was born and reared in Memphis, Tennessee, where his mother, Mary Cross, stage name, Wendy Renee, was a songwriter and artist with Stax Record, who married Stax sound engineer James E. Cross Jr. Together they had five sons and one daughter, Ilya Rashad being the fourth born son. Now known as the educational revolutionary, Ilya Rashad graduated from the University of Memphis where he majored in English, and he later completed his master's degree in English, excuse me, in education at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, where his capstone project unveiled racism in education. In theological and academic arenas, he is both lauded and feared for elucidating heavily misunderstood subject matters to the forefront of public discourse. He has also authored several highly acclaimed books, including UFOs and the Nation of Islam, which we're going to get into today, 
the source, proof, and reality of the metal wheels. That was in 2013. And exposing the war against Islam in 2017. His publications and presentations continue to challenge and confound world scholars regarding these global issues. His incontestable defenses of the program position and the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has prompted some of the most powerful organizations like the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, to publicly document their fear of his scholarship. Aside from his professional accomplishments, Brother Elia Rashad Muhammad is a loving husband to his wife and a caring father to their children. As a family, they are actively involved in urban agriculture, developing over two combined acres of urban gardens, orchards, and vineyards throughout the Memphis area. As a companion to these endeavors, he is an avid beekeeper who instructs online courses on beekeeping and sustainable living. Brother Minister Iliad Rashad, welcome, welcome, welcome to Spotlight on Truth. Thank you so much for having me, Brother Iman. So glad to be here, beloved. Yes, sir. Thank you. And our next guest, I first met this brother when I shortly after I came to Phoenix. He was doing some training out here and he, he called me up and we we hit it off and uh, we've been in communication. I believe the last time we spoke, Brother Michael was in uh, at maybe maybe Savior's Day, this past Savior's Day. Yes, sir. Brother, yes, sir. Brother Michael T. Muhammad, registered for 28 years from the famous uh, and historical Mosque Number no. 7 in New York and from the 5% Nation, came in the ministry class in 1995 in Mosque Number no. 7 holds a bachelor and master's degree public in public policy and public ad administration, current PhD theological seminary student studying Bible exposition, authored four books, one translated in Spanish, the most recent book demystifying the vision experience of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan translated in Spanish by student minister Abel Muhammad student minister of Trenton, New Jersey for eight years and Atlantic City, New Jersey, current position for four years. Profession is consultant in information management and governance for over 20 years. Welcome brother student minister, Michael T. Muhammad. Thank you. Brother Iman, it's a pleasure to see you again. Love you brother. Yes, sir. And, uh, thank you for having me on this uh, platform with you all today. It's also a pleasure to see uh, our beloved brother Ilya Rashad and brother Elijah. It's good to see you. It's been a while. Yes, sir. You as well. Alaykum, yes, so, um, man, this is a, a powerful um, subject matter, and we just want to try to lay a base. So, um, my first question to brother Ilya. Uh, and it will be asked to both brothers, is when did you first get introduced to this subject and why were you interested? I recall first being introduced to this subject as a teenager when I heard that the Nation of Islam believed in some huge, strange, strange as they called it, spaceship. 
At this time, I was not in the Nation of Islam, but I was certainly intrigued with the nation. And of course, with the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, even as a 14 year old. And it was around that time that I heard something of this, uh, not knowing the depth of it. But years later, as I began to accept my own uh, in the Nation of Islam and join the ranks of the FOI and even help in the ministry uh, of the local mosque that I attend, uh, I became more and more familiar and inculcated, if you will, mm -hmm. in the doctrine of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam which largely centers around the reality of this huge circular plane called the mother wheel and it's accompanying 1500 smaller wheel shaped crafts that have now been called ufos by outsiders yes. and it was just always strange to me that this has always been a core part of the nation of islam a topic introduced by the nation of islam but mm -hmm. nobody it seems including our enemies. Uh, it seems like they don't even want to bring this topic up. And I've learned why over the years. <laughs> yes, sir. Same question to you, Brother Student Minister Michael. What uh, When did you first get introduced to this subject and why were you interested? The first time that I've heard of the subject, I had um, uh, got this information, I believe maybe 1987, 88, as a young five percenter. We studied our lessons and we had to learn them verbatim. And after you learned your lessons at the time, which we called 120, which is 120 questions, answers, and statements, yeah. excluding the problem book, once you learned that, you were now given the opportunity to go out and research and study and read. And then as what we called live your mathematics, hmm. I came across the writings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, which intrigued me because these Muslim lessons had his name on them. You know, it intrigued me because the Savior's name was on the lesson. So as I began to do more research, I came into the knowledge of what we used to call uh, plus lessons. Mm. And these plus lessons were lessons that came from the temples under the Honorable Elijah Muhammad or lessons that were written, written by five percenters who had learned 120, particularly those elder five percenters. And reading plus lessons and reading the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the books, um, I came across the knowledge of the mother plane. Now, my, specific to my research, the vision experience, I received a tape in college um, uh, at Cheney University. And the tape was called Farrakhan on His Departure, mm. Cleveland, Ohio, 1989. And it was in that tape where I heard the minister talk about his departure for the first time. And what was so intriguing about his departure is as he described it, it reminded me of experiences that I had when I was six years old, wow. when I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I had always been researching and studying my own experience. Uh, which I'm certain we'll probably get into later, that type of experience the minister yes, had. But yes. that's what intrigued me about the wheel and then eventually the minister's experience because it, uh, uh, the experience resembled much of my own as he taught about his experience in Cleveland, Ohio, 1989. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, you know, 
biblically in Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel in the Bible, mm -hmm. it speaks of the vision in a prophetic way. Please give us modern context to the prophecies contained therein. Either one. Well, clearly in the book of Ezekiel, well, actually throughout the entire scriptures of both Bible and including the Holy Quran, we read of God being described as active upon some type of heavenly vessel in the book of Ezekiel in a vision given to the prophet Ezekiel. It is described as a vision. Let's start right there, starting mm -hmm. with the first chapter, mm -hmm. uh, which lets us know that this is something he was shown something that is supposed to take place in the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this vision, Ezekiel saw really God in a humanly form sitting upon a throne that was upon a object described as a wheel within a wheel. And it was accompanied by these other wheels, all of which were lifted from the earth. Yes. Letting you letting us know that these uh, crafts, these vessels of God are vessels that fly in the heavens and travel in the heavens, but they are from this earth. And to make my uh, to make a long story short, Ezekiel sees this vision and this vision of a humanly type of God upon a celestial wheel shaped craft mm -hmm. accompanied by other wheel shaped craft serves as a prophecy that has baffled the world of religion up until the presence of God himself who came with that wheel and revealed it to the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, what do you say on that, uh, brother Minister Michael? What do you say? I, I completely uh, agree with our beloved brother and would like to also offer that the vision has always been in history according to my research, a means by viable communication that God would communicate with those whom he wanted to deliver a message. Uh, sometimes it's used interchangeably, dream or vision, but nonetheless, Mulana Muhammad Ali, that great Muslim scholar, in his book, The Religion of Islam, talks about how Allah or God always communicates or reveals himself to his messenger from behind a veil. Mm -hmm. Now, the scholars of religion will contend that the person that is in the book of Ezekiel did not exist as the Bible says that he exists. Come on now, come on. Most of the characters in the book called the Bible did not exist as they are written to have existed, which means, and it takes us now to why. So it's more prophetic, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. more eschatological mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than we may see. And in a modern context, as our beloved brother said, if you look at the Bible, these vision experiences or announcements, these dream experiences or trances, that take place with these figures that are written of from Adam all the way 
to Jesus the Christ. These experiences all lead up to a culminating event that solidifies the covenant of God with his servant Abraham. These are covenant promises that God would reveal himself to a people right. who have been estranged from their own, who have been lost. So these visions and these dreams and these experiences that God has revealed himself to these figures in the scripture culminate to the coming of himself in person, in the person of a man. So these anthropomorphic uh, 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 references are in the Bible just as well as the Holy Quran. And that's a different conversation with the Holy Quran, but there are parallels in both of these books, which right. are really wrapped up in a divine unity. Yes, sir. As, as you touched on the uh, some of the statements from the Holy Quran, it made me think of the, uh, the rock, the 15th chapter or surah of uh, the Quran, where the prophet had a vision-like experience where he was taken up into the inner sanctums of Almighty God. And on his way, he saw uh, various prophets on his way. And as I studied that, I could see the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan fulfilling that aspect as his vision-like experience allowed him to go up on the wheel. But in his uh, practical, historical work, he has walked right off the pages of the scripture and on his pathway to ascension, he has passed Aaron. He passes Solomon. He passes Job. He passes Abraham. He passes Muhammad in the sense of Muhammad had to unite the tribes of Arabia on the Arabian Peninsula. They were warlike tribes. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he's walking down or walking up, taking the uphill road, if you will, yes, yes. to meet his Lord. And as he gets there, he's passing by all the various functions of these uh, dignified prophets and messengers so yeah i i man it's deep it's deep mm -hmm. it's deep it's a yes, boy. <laughs> chime, chime in i mean you know as in. you were speaking brother minister i'm reminded of that scripture where mm -hmm. it says lo i come in the volume yes book. Mm -hmm. and as you suggested the work not just the verbiage, but the right. work of Minister right. Farrakhan yes. and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad practically touch upon the work and life of all of these prophets that we read about. Mm -hmm. So they are like the culminating aspects or the seals or the ultimate mm -hmm. of what all of these prophets talked about. And the presence of this circular plane called the mother wheel and these baby planes as we often call them that the world calls ufos are practical real world proof that the god that we've always been reading about the god that has been prophesied about is present in the real world and he brought evidence of his presence yes sir brother that's so powerful you know in your book UFOs and the Nation of Islam, by you, Brother uh, Student Minister Iliad, uh, in this book, we read um, 
from page 30. It says, Elijah Muhammad's representation of a realistic God with an earthly and heavenly workspace, interesting word, workspace is consistent with the prophetic descriptions of God in the Bible and the Holy Quran. The sacred scriptures speak of God's authority encompassing all that is within the heavens and the earth. Yet the earth is depicted as being the natural dwelling place of a God whose power reaches throughout the universe. He is described as walking, talking, sitting, breathing, and acting in a naturally human capacity while conducting his business on earth. But he seems to conduct his heavenly activity through vessels labeled as his throne, chariot, wheels, and clouds. God, according to the Hebrew and Christian Bible states, quote, thus says the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? Now, we are taught from the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that the wheel, the mother plane, was actually designed by Master Far Muhammad and he conducted the building of it on the various islands uh, of Nippon. Let's speak on that a little bit. Well, Brother Michael, what do you say? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Could you repeat that question again? <laughs> we're, 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 we're speaking of the fact that the wheel that was launched in 1929, right? When right it went right. up, mm -hmm. the stock market went down. Mm -hmm. But this this wheel, this magnificent uh, power, if you will, was designed by Master Fahd Muhammad, and it was assembled on the islands in Nippon or mm -hmm. Japan. Um, what what can you tell us about that, sir? Well, you know, um, I think it has great significance um, uh, uh, with regards to uh, his coming. Mm -hmm. 1929, he made himself known, July 4th, 1930. Mm -hmm. I think it's preparation for the God making himself known, not just to uh, uh, America and to the world, but also to his people and more specifically to the one that he had chose. Now, he was aware of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, obviously, before the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was aware of him. Mm -hmm. So I think that this will, this magnificent uh, spiritual, but also military device was a sign of his power, his coming. One of the great, and not, not just one, but the greatest will that had ever been made. Mm -hmm. So it's not like this is the first. It's the greatest that has ever been made, which is a sign of his power, not just, like I said, to uh, uh, the Caucasian, but also to even those in that elect circle, because oh. Allah had to manifest himself to God, to, 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 to the circle of the gods. Yes. He had to show and prove. Uh, and I say that because we're going through a process where we have to prove mm -hmm. who we are. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that will is, as my brother said, uh, evidence uh, of his power and, 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 and of America's uh, ultimate doom. Yes, sir. Our salvation and our resurrection as well. Yes, sir. You know, before I get to Brother Elijah, 
brother, brother, Minister Iliad, um, why do you think, and this is a rhetorical question more for our audience, but to give clarity, why do you think the enemy of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam keep this subject matter separate uh, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam? I remember there was a conference, a UFO conference in Phoenix some years ago, and, and I found out later that you had went. You know, uh, I, I, I wish that I could have went with you um, to um, witness. And that wasn't me that went. That was Brother Ashad from the final mm -hmm. call that went. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the MUFON conference. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. But um, shed, shed some light on that, beloved, of why they uh, want to separate this phenomenon with the minister and the nation. Look, spoiler alert, that's the whole <laughs> big secret. <laughs> that, that's the, the secret of the worldwide UFO cover-up. Wow. The fact that the this phenomena, which is a power proven to be far superior than any technological or military uh, power of this world, that's been proven uh, and demonstrated by the presence of these wheels. So if it were to ever get out that these wheels are connected to black people, particularly the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, not only is that a hard pill to swallow for the enemy, most importantly, but in truth, that's a hard pill to swallow even for our people that we love. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Our people have been so conditioned to believe that their oppressor is the ultimate power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't see and know that there is a real power in the real world that is more powerful than our oppressors. Yes. Sir. Now the enemy knows, mm -hmm. which is why he mm -hmm. has to keep this a secret. He would much rather change the narrative to have people believe these are from some fictitious aliens from out of space somewhere. These got to be some monsters or something like that. Anything but the truth of the source of this phenomena, which is the nation of Islam. None yes, of them want to deal with that. Yes, sir. You know, and the, the Farrakhan connection is so powerful because, you know, you hear people speaking nonsense like, uh, why is he still around? You know, could it be that there's a power protecting him that is above and beyond the power of the of the, the enemy of God, the enemy of the minister, the enemy of truth to try to destroy him? The minister has had a 30 man, a 100 man trap uh, task force on him for damn near 40 years. Mm -hmm. They can't do anything with the minister. That should tell them right away, you see. But we have to be on guard because the enemy, they know they can't get to the minister, but they're looking for soft spots within us to be able to turn us, you know, and uh, destroy our nation and, and our families. Now, Brother Elijah Muhammad, uh, family man, businessman, he, um, he shared with me his experience. And it was so profound that the next Sunday I had him come up on the rostrum and give it to the believers. 
Um, I believe that he uh, he wrote uh, or at least spoke to Brother uh, Jabril Muhammad and and gave him what he had seen. But Brother Elijah, would you would you share with us, beloved, what you experienced? in yes. this encounter and this is a this is the you know they have the movie uh first encounters uh how many this bears a lot of weight when you have a eyewitness uh mm -hmm. testimony it That's carries true. a lot of weight so mm -hmm. i asked my brother would he come on he was very gracious and very uh happy to do so so brother elijah would you be so kind to share with us uh, your experience. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. First, first, I want to say thank you all for allowing me to be on here with you all. Um, I'll just say this. Uh, heavy subject matter. Yes, sir. Not a game no. at all. Uh, so I'll, I'll start here for some time. I don't know why I was always drawn to just look up to a particular area in the sky here in Phoenix, Arizona, mm -hmm. a particular area, meaning like, uh, you know, the city brother. So Levine, particularly Levine, Arizona, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the area of Levine compared to the Phoenix Cardinal Stadium, where the stadium is. Yes. So it's it's a particular uh, for months. When I say months, I'll say at least six months or more. Often, regularly, almost daily. Uh, most more so in the evening, I would step out of my back back door and just step into the yard and just look out to the west. Of course, it's in the sky, but in the west north of where i was this yes, is my backyard mm -hmm. so remember it's a period of time that i would just look to this direction and i always would see a certain uh star that would draw me to it every time it was it was like the same star every time and not only just stepping out of the, the backyard and looking up in the middle of the night or at different times of the night or the evening uh sometime i would a lot of times I would get up right after prayer, right after prayer, I would go to my window, my upstairs uh, master bedroom window, and I would look out same area, notice that same star. Mm -hmm. uh, this particular day, which was March 16th, 2010, we mm -hmm. going on 11, 11 years next month since then. My parents at the time, which were set, they weren't uh, married. They were both visiting me here from Detroit. Mm -hmm. And my wife at that time, because I was previous, that was a previous marriage at that time. My wife was still resting after I had, uh, when we, you know, completed prayer. And just like normal, always, I went to the window. Mm -hmm. uh, but this particular day, I went to the window and I seen again that same star shining bright. And before I go further in explaining uh, what I saw, you know, I, I, I come from uh, parents again that weren't married, separated, but very good friends. Mm -hmm. uh, 
My dad came up in the streets. Mm -hmm. uh, mom, you know, had her had her bouts with addiction and different things like that. So uh, neither one of them never rejected from the time that I accepted Islam underneath the uh, guidance and teachings of the Honorable Elijah, most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Neither one of them rejected or, you know, turned me away because of what I accepted. Mm -hmm. So they were here visiting that day. They were here visiting uh, me. And I was, uh, by being a different time zone, they were, they were already awake. Because, you know, East Coast is already it's at 5 a.m. here. It's already it was like eight o'clock in Detroit at the time. So visiting, they were already kind of up and, and woke. But I was completing my prayer and I went to the window and I looked out and I seen uh, that 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 star that was shining real bright. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, you know, the sky was pitch dark black. And. Uh, the star with that brightness of it to start with, with like, go, it'll, it'll open up and then it'll come back in and it'll just pause. And then it'll open up and it'll come back in and it'll just like it pause. Was, like it was pulsating? Like it was pulsating. Okay. And it never really did that a whole lot, but it really was, it was, it was, it was doing that pulsating strong that morning. Mm -hmm. And so as I watched this, uh, Moments later, not even like four seconds later, after after it pulsated one last time and went back in, it pulsated bright, and then it began to move, you know, slowly to the, towards the right, coming in my direction. But as I'm looking out from where I was, I'm thinking, you know, just to look at the the distance of this star, and from from where I was, it looked like, you know, it could have been maybe five miles north of me, mm -hmm. five miles north into the high in the sky and so it pulsated bright and it began to move across the sky slowly and it was only going about three seconds before all of a sudden what appeared to be like that little starlight that was pulsating it just opened up all of a sudden when, when i say i don't even know if my screen on my phone can show you like when my hands do this when i say it just opened up mm -hmm. it opened up from from a little light it opened up into a broad huge plane vessel in the sky mm. and when i say it opened up and i say it had it was huge and it was a plane and it was a vessel i can't even begin to explain to you the 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 way the lights the shine the how shiny and how bright i can't explain to you the metal how 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 the iron and the steel of the, of the metal of the whole ship was on the, the way this plane illuminated how close were you at that point brother elijah how close were you at that point well in levine where i lived in my home at that time you know you know the city brother so it was it was i'm near like baseline or okay. or something okay. uh vineyard vineyard to be exact okay and if, if i had to just guess where i saw it moving across the sky would be out near glendale that that, that road of glendale near the football stadium okay that far out right now that's a good distance compared yes, to where i was but it was so clear even in that much of a distance it was so clear uh i've been in the military in the past and i've, I've, I've been on naval ships and uh, aircraft carrier vessels i've seen you know a lot of different things 
I've watched all types of movies. I've seen a lot of stuff, but I've never seen anything with a with a brightness such so illuminated in a, in a type of metal that I was able to see that morning. And so it 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 it, it opened up. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it open up, I call I called for my wife at that time to get up. Come come look at this. Get up like it's it's here. It's out here because she she knew I always was watching and always was looking. Why? I can't tell you why. I just did that often. Um, I called for my mother and father. Now, when my mother and father was visiting me uh, leading up to to this point uh, again, they watched the uh, reality of the mother plane. They watched little pieces and parts of things that I would look at and show them. And I, I don't know, I was just drawn to this for whatever reason, but I called for them. They came. I called for my two my two boys at that time. They were young. They came. So I opened up the shades totally. The whole blinds, everything totally wide open. And my parents, my wife at that time, and my children, we were all st- standing in the window at about five oh three, five about five five oh five in the in the morning. Mm-hmm. And this thing, this wheel was moving, not fast. It was moving slowly across the sky. Now, when I say moving, like, I, I wish I, I can't even begin to explain to you how it looked, but it moved across the sky. And as it, as it started to clear the sky and go to where it was directly out to the distance in front of, in front of the window, right in front of me, uh, you know, the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport, it, it, it constantly, planes constantly leaving. Oh, so right, they're, they're right. elevating. They're elevating, leaving from that airport. And when they would cross like directly from my window, they would be kind of like still going up but beginning to start trying to level off. So as as the uh, wheel was clearing the sky and going going across, there was a, a, a plane from the airport that was a lot lower. So the wheel would be, if you can see my hand, the wheel was like here. And then there was a plane that was still elevating, but it was down here. And they began to cross cross with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can explain to you the difference in size from, from whatever that was, a 747 compared to the wheel, I would say if you if you took a number two pencil mm-hmm. and you looked at the total length of a number two pencil mm-hmm. and you just looked at the eraser on that number two pencil, that that plane from the airport that left the airport would be the size of that eraser compared to the wheel, which is the total pencil. Okay. And they crossed each other, and they crossed each other just like that. One it had a, a good distance underneath it, but the wheel was above, crossing east, and the airplane was crossing west, and they just crossed paths. But the whole time, this wheel was shining bright. Uh, you can really see the, you can see windows, you can see the metal, you can see all the lights that we've heard. Like you what can did, see. What, what did the metal look like, brother Elijah? <sighs> What was it grayish metal or what color? it was uh Did you distinguish a color the closest thing i could think of is like a it was like a a a, a super bright uh stainless steel like like iron like but it was but it was like on fire so it was like mm. it was on fire so it was like um i'm looking at some like you know big pots here that's that's stainless but it was it was like a stainless steel or a bright iron but it was it was on fire mm. it was fire and it was the you lights. Know, it was the lights roaming through it 
the life of Rome through it. And I'm talking about huge, huge. It's not no, it's it's not no easy way to describe uh, how this looked. Right. But it yeah, was a sphere. It was a sphere. Uh, it was it was stretched out. It, it, it had it, it was it, the way I saw it. It was more stretched than it was vertical up and down. Yes, but sir. it was it was moving slowly. It didn't it didn't rush. It, it totally went all the way across to far as I could see that we you know you had your framing of your house and your windows. So as far as we could stand in there and actually see to it for it to clear the window, we watched it go all the way from the left to the center to the right, all the way past. Yes, we sir. watched it clear. Praise wow. is due to Allah, mm -hmm. brother. Brother, and, and, and brother I want to say this, Michael. brother. Please ask Brother Elijah any questions you might have on your mind from what he's talking about, please. Yes. Were you going to say something else, Brother Elijah? Yes, sir. I, I wanted to say uh, one of you brothers, I believe it was Brother Michael, if I'm not mistaken, you talked about uh, the energy and you talk, and you and you know, you, you, you all do a great job and you study. And I heard you speak about the energy uh, and just, you know, who's on the wheel and who mm -hmm. crafted the wheel. And and I'm and I'm 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 young, brother. You know, I'm only 48 years old. Inshallah, I'll be 49 this year. And uh, I have a little energy, but I've never felt energy run through my whole body and my being like Come it on, did man. that morning. Wow! Like, I've never Come ever on. been so energized and so full of, of energy just on the sight of the wheel and what I saw saw that morning uh <clears throat> it, it was and when they say great and dreadful yes mm. yeah that's that's what that is it's definitely great for us mm. who, who believe yes in Allah mm -hmm. and believe in master father muhammad and 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 his guide in our midst right now and we who've been taught about this it's definitely great for us, but for those who who on the opposite end of that, whoever they may be, I see it. I see it like this, brother uh, Elijah, that Allah gave you a gift for your faith to um, to um, validate what you believe in, and so Allah mm -hmm. gave you a gift that morning. That's my. That's what I offer. And brother, and brother, like I said, for whatever reason, I was drawn to do this. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, ever since that day, maybe a day or two after that, I would look, still go back and look, but I haven't done it since. Mm. It's almost mm. like it's, it's almost like you, 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 you've been served such a big steak yes. that you can chew on that for so long. You don't want to come back to the table because you, you've got all that you can, you can't even handle <laughs> you can't even what have. you got. Come on now, yes, that is beautiful. Plenty, yes, sir. What, what, what do you, what do you brothers think about brother's statement there, man? It's so powerful. And you know, I would go. I'm sorry, brother Elia Rashad. Go ahead, my brother. As brother Elijah was sharing, and how it was almost indescribable to choose a particular color. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's more of a feeling almost come on, come on. experience than it is a particular color. Yeah. In the scriptures, one of the things describing the wheel 
is that it resembles barrel mm. b-e-r-y-l which is a gem like material stone yeah. that yeah. can be different colors mm. it's not necessarily one color it may seem amber colored it may seem bluish or greenish may seem even grayish or clear uh, at certain times but it is a gem and it's almost like you can see through it mm. you know what i mean almost <laughs> you can't see through it but it's there's a translucence if you want to okay. describe it like that so what brother Elijah was sharing was kind of similar to countless millions of others <laughs> who've seen uh, either the wheel or the smaller wheels. So that was just uh, and if, a blessed experience, brother. Yes. And if I could just add, if I could just add the power, you know, there's just no way to really explain it. the power mm -hmm. that you feel, the power that you witness the motion in it, it's just not, I, just, I said it moved, but that's the simplest way to explain it. Mm -hmm. the, it's, 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 how it, it's how it was moving. It's what you felt the way it moved. It's, it, it was just, man, wow. it, was, it was. And if I could chime in on that point, because you mentioned the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. um, there is a, um, in the past, a photographer who's also a friend of the ministers from the past. His name is Carlos Diaz yes. in Mexico. And Carlos Diaz spoke of his experience with one of the baby planes. And in his testimony of that plane, he said that his experience with it, he felt as if he was enveloped mm. in love. That was the feeling that he described with his experience with one of those uh, baby planes. And I think, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that famous picture of the, uh, the baby plane with the, the you know, the orangish, uh, uh, reddish illuminating, and it pulsated, as he said, mm -hmm. but he said he felt enveloped in a body of love mm -hmm. with his experience. Yes, sir. May, may I also add, brother, as well, Cause I, I, you know, it's been 11 years and I, I don't want to leave nothing out, but, uh, mm -hmm. that energy that I say, I felt that yeah. that morning, that energy was something that stuck with me at least three weeks after that. Wow. Mm. Wow. You, you know, in many of those, uh, encounters, you know, we see a lot of commonalities in many of them, especially what, they call close encounters yeah. um, and the close encounters can even involve just you know witnessing it from mm -hmm. afar but having some type of connection with it encounter in that sense and many of them have um uh, reports that are similar to what the minister's experience was whereas it was almost like something was put in them and they didn't realize it or come into it until sometimes days, sometimes even weeks later, you know, mm -hmm. as though either a message or signal or sign was 
put into him. And I recall having a conversation with the apostle, the honorable minister Farrakhan. And he was telling me, he said that the scientists on those wheels can project in your mind what they want you to think or see. Yeah. So it could have been seen by not just brother Elijah, it could have been seen by a few other people. And as bright as it was, they could have it. Their technology is such that they could have it where nobody else could have seen it, yeah, except sure. you know those who they want to see it. Yes, and sir. they those scientists who operate these planes have that technology. They have those capabilities. Yes, sir, brother Hannibal, go ahead and show that image, brother. You have that baby plane that with the orange colors. Uh, can you can you all can you all see the screen? Yes, sir. <laughs> That that is the photo that I was referencing from Carlos Diaz. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. And, and he has several photos and videos of mm -hmm. what I think he called them ships of light. <laughs> and really, in truth, that's what um, many of the scriptures describe them as. You know, mm -hmm. even when we talk about the uh, prophets' night journey according to the tradition this journey took place on some winged steed called al burak yes now the muslim world is kind of spooky honestly in <laughs> believing it's like a horse type something right but mm -hmm. the root of that term al burak has to do with lightning mm. light you yeah. know so they uh ships literally of light like lightning because they can fly at these phenomenal speeds as the honorable elijah muhammad taught us and yes. this is why this is so important because nobody wants to deal with the fact that elijah muhammad nation of islam introduced this topic to the modern world that's right. <laughs> you know that's right so brother. it is hypocritical as hell for so-called scholars, so-called researchers, so-called analysis mm. analysts to truthfully discuss the UFO phenomena without being not only including the nation of Islam, but here without consulting the nation of Islam. Mm -hmm. Because in truth, not to sound arrogant or you know haughty, but the nation of Islam is the authority on this subject. Yes, you know? sir. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. You know, in your book, brother, uh, in a section called A Masterpiece of Mechanics, you write, um, Master Father Muhammad was at the helm of the project unlike any ever seen since the creation of the planets. According to Messenger Muhammad, Allah, God, used 25,000 of the best minds from around the globe in the development of this massive project. Muhammad also explained that a project of this magnitude was done in somewhat isolated capacities. The majority of those working on this project had no idea they were constructing what would later become labeled UFOs. Speak on that a little bit, brother. Uh, again, see, <laughs> and this goes to the realistic quality of God and these planes. This is not, there's nothing spooky about this at all. That's right. You know, you're talking about 
aircraft that has been made by human beings on this earth. If you tell me that it's far-fetched for us to believe that human beings from this earth can make aircraft that can fly in the sky, then I think there's something wrong with you if you find that hard to believe. Right. So when it comes to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and what Minister Farrakhan are representing, they are representing a the most practical, pragmatic, logical uh, reality of God imaginable. You know, nothing from outer space, no aliens or anything like that. You're talking about uh, a real workforce who was actually paid mm -hmm. handsomely. Mm -hmm. It took, you know, um, hundreds of millions worth billions in today's currency in gold yes. at the time. That's you right. know, so this mm -hmm. is not some hocus pocus project. It took 20 years mm -hmm. just to have this pro a project of this magnitude develop. You yes, know, it's sir. not an overnight whole oh, hocus pocus. No, mm -hmm. it's a real thing from a real God yes, that took mm -hmm. off. It didn't leave the Earth's atmosphere until 1929. And that's why all of your mass sightings, all of your official investigations, all of your widespread concerns have taken place after the 1929 launch of this masterpiece of mechanics. Uh, sir, yes, sir. And when it went up, the stock market went down as That's a right. sign, as a sign that this power would be uh, right at the forefront for the ultimate fall and destruction of America. And we're seeing it fall degree by degree by degree, as the minister has taught us the unraveling of a great nation. Yes, yes, yes. What you say, brother Michael? I know I don't. I don't have your book in front of me, but I know you did some some research. Brother Hannibal's holding it up. Um, what are some of the things that some of the poignant things that are in your your book that you would like to share with us, brother Michael? I think you know the the book that is presently out, demystifying the vision experience of Louis Farrakhan, is a revision of uh, actual two previous uh, um, um, writings as a revision. And the point was to really refine uh, the research. You know, the first one, um, uh, Who Do You Say I Am? The Portrayal and Crucifixion of Louis Farrakhan. I had the pleasure of sitting with Brother Jabril. And uh, ironically, Brother Hannibal, your father was there uh, during that meeting. And, uh, and Brother Jabril, brother. yes, sir. Yes, sir. May Allah <laughs> be pleased with my big brother. And, uh, Brother Jabril questioned me on the book. And one of the last questions he asked me, he said, um, do you think you could have done a better job? And um, I smiled, obviously. And, and I said, yes, sir, absolutely. And he questioned me, you know, he asked me some questions. You know, did, did you give it to the minister? I actually sent it to the minister. Uh, did you speak with him about it? I had actually had a call with the minister maybe a week before I met with Brother Jabril, but we didn't talk about the book. Mm -hmm. So and, and under that uh, uh, questioning by my brother, I wanted to refine the book, get better research. So mm -hmm. the book has taken a transformation on its own transformation as I've been growing and understanding the minister's experience, studying him more and more. The purpose of the book is to 
demonstrate that his experience is and was real, more real than unreal. We say mm. more than a vision because it, it, it is more than a vision. It was a That's real right. experience. Yes, yes. Now, white, white people, um, they have written thousands and thousands. <laughs> they spent thousands and thousands of dollars and written thousands of books on this phenomenon called the outer body experience or astral projection, mm. which is how I have seen it. I've heard. Mother Tynetta reference it as that, and the minister in the '90s in New York used to used to come through often when he was on the road, and he would teach us in believers' meetings, and he would drop little things out there about about his experiences, uh, uh, and 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 it was it was always a hint for me, mm-hmm. as I had been studying. It's a hint for me about what he actually experienced on that wheel. See. And this is also found in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 10, but more specifically, 1 through 4. And the man called Paul, the Apostle Paul, yes. the Apostle Paul, in his experience, he outright says it, that he was taken up into the third heavens. Mm-hmm. Whether in the body, I do not know. Whether out of the body, I do not one know. But one caught up into the third heavens and, un- and heard unspeakable things that mm-hmm. no man was to utter. And the scholars of religion say, he said, 14, Paul, Paul says he was taken up 14 years ago, mm. right? So now look, he said he was taken up 14 years ago. The scholars of religion say that that 14 years ago takes him back to the early phases of his ministry when he was on the road to Damascus and he came across this man who helped him to see, but then he had this experience where he saw Jesus speaking to him because Paul or Saul mm. was a persecutor of the, the of the Jews at the time because there were no Christians right they were just true. they were they were Jews who That's were true. deviating from the way right? right so the honorable Elijah Muhammad September October 1972 said that he had an experience a vision where he saw Master Farad Muhammad Mother Tanetta said he had this, uh, these visions on at least two or three different occasions. But in September 1971, he had a vision where he said the Savior showed him a book. And in that book, he said he could only recognize one yeah. word, and that was the word Lam. Yes. The minister described this book to us in 2010 at a laborers' meeting in, uh, and, and, and the Muhammad University, where he said it was very, very thin. And there was light piercing through the letters. So this was September 1971. Fast forward 14 years to 1985, September yeah. 1985. The minister's now drawn to the wheel where he experiences. See, I look at the minister's experience as the most powerful experience. See, you can have an out-of-body experience and it be a conscious out-of-body experience if you have trained and worked at it but for us if we're just righteous if we just be ourselves and follow the practices and the teachings of the honorable elijah muhammad these things come back to us you know this is an ability that we have the soul has the ability to travel now i lay my now i lay me down to sleep i pray to lord my soul to keep our soul travels right so point 
my goal in the book was to demonstrate not just in word through faith and belief, but demonstrate through science and mathematics and through empirical data. Mm -hmm. And also, which also includes test the eyewitness testimony or the witnesses, brother uh, uh, Jabril mm -hmm. Muhammad, student, uh, uh, our beloved minister Jabril, mother Tynetta, their testimonies, he spoke with them after the fact. Now, remember, mm. we had the experience on September 17th, the earthquake in Mexico. Now, he leaves the uh, California because his life was in danger because the Jews wanted to kill him. And he leaves uh, Los Angeles with Mother Khadijah, comes into Mexico, stays in Mexico City on his way to Cuernavaca, stays in Mexico City. The experience happens two days later, earthquake in Mexico City. Now, when these experiences happen, there's a period where there needs to be some sense of recall. Even when I have had out-of-body experiences, I would see myself laying in the bed or I would have some other type of experience. Something When that happens, I can recall it but it takes a little time for me to recall all of the incidents. The minister said it took two days for Allah to cause something. And even then he didn't quite understand it. There were witnesses there to mm -hmm. bear witness of his experience. Yes. So that they could document and tell us, see the root of the authenticity of his experience is based on his character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Prophet Muhammad was in a cave. He said he heard the voice of Jabril. Mm -hmm. He was there by himself. How do we know he was telling the truth? Mm -hmm. His character. That's right. He's a man of God. So I guess for me, Brother Iman, me writing the book has been a growth experience because I've always wanted to understand myself as it related to the minister's experience because what he received on the wheel is what we all benefit from today. Yes, that's right. What he received, and in the book of Ezekiel, as our brother Ilya Rashad uh, 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 has been just so eloquently bouncing through, in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel is told to eat the scroll. Yes. The scroll rolled down yes. to Ezekiel. He was told to eat the scroll. That's right. The minister was told as the scroll rolled down, something was put in him. He used the term inoculated. Yeah. You see? And wow. all of us have our own experience with the minister's experience from what he received on the wheel as he gives it to us. But understanding his experience is just not uh, 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 an act of faith or belief. It must be an act of research, an act of study, because it's scientific and it's mathematic. And like my brother told me one day, Brother Ilya Rashad, I, he, he was a guest of ours, and of course, I was teaching on the minister's experience in Muhammad Mosque number 12, our regional mosque here. And he said it very matter of fact. The presence of the wheel is proof of the minister's experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's it, they're, they're relative. So, mm -hmm. and, and I, I'm sorry to make such a short point long. <laughs> no, it's quite all right, brother. We want to dig. We want to dig into this because it's important that uh, we understand and our people understand 
the the enormous power of this craft and the fact that the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan had the experience that he had on that wheel, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Praise be to Allah. Absolutely. So, brother uh, Elia, what what do, what do you uh, what do you say, sir? Well, whenever you're dealing with a subject of this magnitude, Lord knows there's never enough time <laughs> to get into it. You know, uh, that's why brother Michael and I and others have written books about it and, and yes. still writing more material because mm -hmm. Allah's wisdom is so ever increasing yes. that it becomes difficult to even try to represent properly his majesty you know, within these few seconds, but I'm yes, just sir. thankful and honored that we are those who have the guidance of Allah that he's given to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Farrakhan. And again, this, as what Brother Michael said, the reality of the wheel is proof yes. of not only the minister's experience, but it's proof of his divinity. That's yeah. right. It's proof of his messianic role. Mm -hmm. And this is what the part that the religious world is totally afraid to even challenge us on, mm -hmm. let alone have a candid discussion, a theological discussion, because all throughout the religious text of all the major faith traditions, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, all of these texts depict God in such a manner depict God as having his heavenly wheels or this new Jerusalem, this mm -hmm, place, mm -hmm. or as I use the term, his workspace, <laughs> yes. like, almost like an office space um, that he uses. In the Holy Quran, Allah is described in these words, he is established upon his throne mm -hmm. of power. Mm -hmm. Frequently in the Holy Quran, Allah is depicted. Now, some of the scholars would say that this throne of Allah represents his sovereignty over the universe, and that's true. But we cannot also deny the corporeal qualities, the material qualities of Allah's throne as described in the Holy Quran, mm -hmm. because it is described as the angels going round about it, singing praises to their Lord, just as it does in the uh, Hebrew Bible. See, there's a consistent pattern going on here. And so I don't know how any angels or any other thing can go around something that's not real. Yes, sir. Elsewhere in the Holy Quran, it talks about Allah's throne being above the waters or over the waters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh-oh. See, mm -hmm. Come on. this is the part that the Muslim world don't want to deal with mm -hmm. because the more you deal with it, the more you look into the Holy Quran, or you're going to have to bear witness that Elijah Muhammad, who mm -hmm. was Farrakhan, mm -hmm. they've been right and exact all along. Yes. And it is more consistent with the Holy Quran than your traditional interpretations. Yes. That's something the religious world don't want to deal with. Yes, sir. You know, you can 
find uh, an in-depth um, description of the plane by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad uh, under the title, it's in Fall of America, the wheel, the mother plane, you know, um, and in it, he speaks of the fact that there are 1500 smaller baby planes inside the, the plane. He said it would only take three, uh, one plane with three bombs on it. And um, those bombs would be the same type of bombs that raise the mountains on our planet. He also said that one would fly over America and drop leaflets. And the leaflets would be in Arabic, Spanish, and English. And on the leaflet would be join on to your own. But there would be there would be uh, individuals. I, I can't remember if he said scientists or teachers, or something like that. Scientists, scientists or angels <laughs> would be on the corners directing the people, asking them, who are you with? You see. And we, we're just about at that point right now. Mm -hmm. America is so divided, so divided mm -hmm. on this political BS, if you will, that the people who don't have divine guidance, oh, brother, I feel so sorry for them. You know, mm -hmm. the minister has instructed us not to mess with this vaccine. And you got our people, some of our people are based on their jobs, uh, are being forced to make a decision whether they're going to take this vaccine or not and based on their job their livelihood they may end up they may end up taking it you know mm. but the minister sees way far down the line oh, and on. he knows this enemy as he pointed out when he was on that uh panel uh on that black um just recently he was talking to uh, uh the people we believe the brother was from uh, New Jersey. Um, somebody help me. He was uh, the conference. Yeah, I the forgot the name of the conference, but it yes, was a sir. black conference. Yes, sir. And the minister asked the question: "You do you do you really know the enemy? Do you really know what you're dealing with? You know, the enemy do not care about killing his own to destroy the future of us." He don't he don't mm -hmm. mind about that he will kill his own they call it friendly fire in combat and he don't mind at all so brothers i want to uh, i want to thank you and and encourage our listening and viewing audience to pick up the books brother hannibal would you show uh brother michael's book and i'm showing brother Elliot rashad this book ufos and the nation of mm -hmm. islam the source proof and reality of the wheels very powerful reading and very well explained and there's brother michael's book and the title what is that title on there brother yes sir the do title. you miss it do you go miss ahead brother Hannah. no no go ahead, please go ahead go, go ahead, ahead brother michael go right ahead what was you gonna say chief the title of the book is demystifying the vision experience of Louis Farrakhan. And, and let me add that it is a course of study for us because it's a study of our minister. And this study will help us to ward off any 
falsehoods that come to us with regards to that experience and also the wheels and among other things. But our very, uh, the foundation of our nation, in my humble opinion, is based on a vision. It's based on a dream or a vision that a six-year-old had. <laughs> mm. Pushing some white folk into the lake of fire. <laughs> so, watch out now, watch out. You know, so it is definitely a study. And uh, uh, I pray a lot that we all pay more attention to the minister's experience. In the past, it was really a subject that was not really discussed publicly by right. many of us. It was study. It, you only heard a few people speak of it. Maybe, you know, obviously, let me say this for the record. Between Brother Jabril, our beloved brother, Minister Jabril, and our dear mother, Mother Tynetta Muhammad, the wife of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, mm-hmm. these two have had the yeah. most extensive That's right. data and research mm-hmm. on the minister's experience mm-hmm. that I have seen and my research and what I have received is based on their research and their studies yes, sir. of the minister and their personal testimony mm-hmm. of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's vision experience. And I have to say that up front. Yes, sir. That yes, these sir. two are clearly the subject matter experts yes. in our community on the minister's experience other than himself yes sir yes sir i consider them the original research team go ahead <laughs> yes, sir. That's, that's, that's right that's real talk. Be- before the research team as we have it now was formed you had those who were already on the job you had mm-hmm. the jabril muhammad you had the mother tynetta muhammad you had the, uh, the great Abdullah. Mm-hmm. Abdullah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You had Brother Akbar. <laughs> yes, sir. Brother Akbar. You know? That's right. So you're dealing with these uh, brothers and sisters who are pioneers of our great nation who have paved mm-hmm. the way for people like me and Brother Michael and you and the nation mm-hmm. so that the minister can have a research team and a body of believers who are well studied and well-armed with the truth to be able to defend and uphold this magnificent teachings called the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, the minister is such a uh, special person, uh, a divine man. And those who uh, are blessed to be around him, they really have to be careful because um, you know, if you don't have your sunglasses on, you could get burned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spiritual sunglasses. <laughs> That's right. Because you see him eating and going in the marketplace. You think he's yeah. a regular kind of guy, you know, and you slip up and you and you and you will um, offend and not even know it because you think he's regular like us. The man is um, he's a specially prepared man. He said that. Um, He's a made man. He's a made man. He said to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, no, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to him, brother, I didn't make you. He said, oh, yes, you did, dear apostle. He said, no, I didn't make you. That went on for a few minutes. He finally said, who's the teacher here? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, brother, I taught you like I taught all the others. 
but nobody could put teach you how to put that together but Allah. Allah made you for me. Mm -hmm. So in that kind of statement, if God himself made this man for his second self, then we can look at the scripture of uh, Genesis 1 and 26, let us make man and see Master Farah Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad making that second Adam, who was made of a quickening spirit. Before Dianetics, the minister taught us how he went back into uh, his, back before he was born in his mother's womb and described the circumstances of his birth. That was before Dianetics. He gave us a glimpse of what we could do when we clean ourselves up and submit to the will of Allah, you know? And, and you know, many of us have had these out-of-the-body out experiences. Mm -hmm. I've never seen the wheel like Brother Elijah, though. I've seen it in a distant horizon. But the description that you gave, Brother Elijah, was uh, very powerful mm -hmm. as a first-hand witness, to bear witness to what we have been taught over the years and the experiences of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when he was taken up on that wheel, on a beam of light. You know, this this is some uh, this is some stuff like Brother Student Minister Michael is saying, we have to study this phenomenon. We have to study and to get the books of these two brothers and study them and be firm in our foundation, you know, so that the the theme for Savior's Day is how strong is the foundation. Come on now. That was the that was the theme before the Honorable Elijah Muhammad departed in 1975. Mm. I was at the amphitheater wow. when the change went down. Come on. Wow. You see? So 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 the minister says he went to some of the insane asylums years after. And some of the brothers and sisters that were in these asylums asked the minister, Brother Minister, the messenger didn't lie to us, did he? You know, so the, the, the foundation of our faith and our belief and our knowing today, not so much belief, but you got to know today uh -huh. That's right. who these men are and who you are uh -huh. as an individual, as a believer as a servant, as a helper in the cause of Allah. Mm -hmm. So Brother Elijah, I, I, I want to thank you again, brother. And, and if you have any closing remarks, brother, what would you say, sir? First, I would say all praise is due to Allah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Come on, man. Secondly, That's right. And secondly, I, I would tell the, uh, all of us to be careful that we don't allow these uh this enemy these individuals to put all their money and their pen and their influence and everything else to get us to turn away and reject our, our ministry yes sir. To, where, to where we can't to where they throw so much on on him or on us to where we actually you know, lose sight yes, and sir. reject or turn away. And again, like, you know, on this subject, you know, um, the minister is connected. Definitely. You know, and on the wheel and, you know, 
this a reality. So yes, sir. All praise due to Allah, and thank thank you for having me. Thank on you. With you I'm, I'm listening and learning, and I'm appreciative. Gratitude, thank you, brother. Yes, sir. You know, every moment is a teachable or a learning moment, and I think all of us have experienced both of those aspects. Um, to pick up your books, where would they go, Brother Iliad? Uh, how would they, the people, um, purchase your book? To obtain our book, UFOs and the Nation of Islam, you can simply go to nationbrothers.com, nationbrothers.com. That's our website. And the book uh, will be made is made available through Amazon. You can start from the website and you can check out through Amazon, but uh, nationbrothers.com. And of course, you can follow me and Nation Brothers <laughs> on Twitter, IG, all of that. Yes. Uh, and, and let me say this, brother Elliot. I mean, I really appreciate your videos that you put out, man, defending <laughs> the minister. That's right. I mean, on point, that. brother. Mm -hmm. short and sweet and hidden hard you know <laughs> i love it brother so brother michael how would the people be able to obtain your book sir they they can pick up the book um the quickest way obviously is at amazon um you can just put in my name mm -hmm. or you can put the name of the book demystifying the vision experience of louis farrakhan and the other books will also pop up as well yes sir well, thank you thank you so much and Thank you to my co-host and technical director and co-producer, brother Hannibal S. Muhammad. Thank you, soldier. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Who recently uh, will be coming out with a book of his own soon. Uh, I know. So we'll be Go talking. Ahead. <laughs> Hannibal the Great. <laughs> That's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> sir. February twenty third. So, February twenty third. Official launch day. February twenty third. Go ahead, put your plug in, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we on the subject now, since, since we're on the subject, I wasn't gonna say nothing. But the book, the book, the title of the book is "In My Father's Steps," um, S apostrophe, mm. which identifies my biological father, my spiritual father, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and almighty God Allah and all of the men figures who have helped guide me to where I'm going. I am walking in their steps and carrying on the torch and all praise be to I come tomorrow. You will be able to actually go online and pre-order the book at HannibalMuhammad.com. Come tomorrow. You can pre-order and I got a full limited edition oh. box set set up for you. So you would, yeah, I, I'm excited. All praises due to Allah. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So with that, brothers, uh, I want to thank each of you once again. By the help and power of Allah, we have brought some semblance, I would say, of explanation to this great subject matter that requires more study, more discussion, uh, and more understanding to get a full uh, understanding of this, this great subject of the wheel, the mother plane, and the connection to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So with that, we close with a prayer. We say, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawm Adin, Iyaka na'ubudu wa Iyaka nasta'in, Iddina Sirat al-Mustaqim, Sirat al-Adine and Amte alayhim, Gerul Magdubi alayhim wa nadalim. 
Amen. Brothers and brothers, I was going to say brothers and sisters, it's so habit, <laughs> you know. But thank you again. May Allah bless us with a wonderful evening. As we greet you in peace, assalamu alaikum. Praises be to Allah. Yes, thank you. 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 Thank